0: turned out it was johnny depp and he wanted to beat the shit out of me oh my god (laughs) that's gonna be the intro
1: (laughs) fuck you that's my name
0: Those are ones that we can definitely revisit at
1: some point. All right, let's... I I definitely don't feel any desire to release those unreleased episodes.
0: No, maybe that could be another Patreon thing, too. Like, <laughs> okay. hey, here you go. Here's You here's want us. that unreleased shit? All right. This is what we sounded like literally before we knew anything at all about what the fuck we were doing. Join at any level and be subjected. <laughs> okay. I watched this movie twice. I actually got it out of the way. I watched it two whole times.
1: I've already watched it a solid dozen times, so I just watched it last night. Good. My I'm kids fucking bailed on me, too. Sons of bitches.
0: Uh, I watched it with the kids, too, and I tried. Then Bonnie's like, this is scary. And boring. She wanted to pretend to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lydia's just like, she's staring at the TV. I can't remember which part it was, but he was like opening something. Opening a door or something and she does. Was it the bathroom when he's going in the It might have been the bathroom. I don't fucking, but... <laughs>
1: Are we recording yet?
0: We're recording, but we're not we haven't
1: like started yet. Why do you do you want to say something weird? I was just going to say this is a good entry level horror movie. For someone who's not a real horror fan or who kind of wants to dip their toes in the horror pool, this is a good entry point. Cuz it's not really a horror movie. It's not super scary, <laughs> but it does have its moments where it's Intense, But more than anything, it's just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about all the fun stuff. We're going to be here for a while. Oh boy. Not really. This one should go by pretty quick. It's less than 90 minutes long. Okay. It is a sprint. It is.
1: (laughs) The movie came sprinting at me. Not running. Not running. Sprinting.
0: Turned out it was Johnny Depp and he wanted to beat the shit out of me. Oh my God. (laughs) That's going to be the intro. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) That's my name. Hey, this is Sharks Cross Hollywood and it's still fucking Halloween and there's a new Zombie Land coming out and as good as I've been this year about getting stuff out on time, I think we're going to be we're going to be okay with this one. But it'll actually come out right around the time that this Zombie Land comes out. It
1: comes out on October 17th. Oh, so yeah, Neighborhood of. So I should have it out by then. I'm not going to tell the listeners how much time that gives us to not get it out on time. <laughs> don't, don't tell them how
0: many weeks ahead of time we are doing this shit cuz I don't want to
1: ruin the illusion. I want you guys to listen to this stuff and be like,
0: "Oh, they're talking right to me." instead of to each other.
1: Trump impeachment,
0: huh? Oh, how yeah, about well, that? <laughs> eh, not gonna happen. Only in a perfect world, guys. But then, not in a perfect world because then we're
1: left with the other guy. Oh, Jesus. And I'm not that's... so sure how... <laughs> that, that would be worse. I think it would be worse, but you know what? I think in this political atmosphere, it's important to show that a politician... It wouldn't have to be Trump. It could be any of these Republicans who are just, like, convinced that the truth is malleable and doesn't need to be concrete. I think it's important that one of them gets held accountable.
0: Set a little bit of a stand for maybe not being such a douche in the yeah, future.
1: Yeah, even if it's ultimately not the best thing for the country in terms of who ends up running the show, I think it would be good just to try and set things back on track. Fuck, I don't want to talk about this nope. fucking asshole. I brought it up as a joke <laughs> about time stamping. <laughs> then the it episode, got serious. and then it got oh god damn it. All right, let's just go ahead and take this from one So fucking zombie land, guys. Zombieland Politics aside,
0: maybe we need a zombie apocalypse, maybe that would help. <sighs> this movie came out in like what, two thousand nine? It was directed by Ruben Fleischer who Yeah, it
1: came out in ten years it's 10 years old this year it is 10 years old holy shit if you listen to the commentary track he sounds just like mitch Fatel. oh really yeah that's a very specific sound
0: <laughs> yeah and he does he really does and i remember i had discovered mitch Fatel a few years prior to seeing this movie and i'm like holy fuck he sounds exactly like him but i really like this guy he's done some stuff that i actually enjoy he directed several episodes of santa clarita diet that drew barrymore show on oh netflix,
1: i had that on my queue back when i had a netflix queue.
0: which is really good and they canceled it after three seasons and left us on a fucking cliffhanger i hate
1: it when they fucking do that it looked like it had a lot of potential
0: people a lot of people didn't like it but we watched it and it's really enjoyable it's another one of those short seasons with short episodes you can just blow through it real quick i really enjoy those that's nice
1: i think that's great if the episodes feel satisfying you know like if you feel like you got a whole story and some shows are like that and some shows aren't it's very hit and miss but if you can get it yeah brevity can be delightful
0: it's serialized so you get a lot in one episode but then they set you up for stuff
1: as long as they give you a whole story by the end of the season I fucking hate it when they don't give you a whole story by the end of the season and they're just like "All right, you have to tune in for next season because there's no way you're gonna be able to go on with the rest of your life in a satisfactory manner
0: well I made it sound like he like did a lot with it and he only directed two episodes of the show so
1: you know whatever what else has he done though i know he's done other stuff it's been 10 fucking years since zombie land
0: he has 30 some credits here he did i don't even know what the fuck is that in 2004 he did mia galang that must be a music is that the rapper i guess so yep gumball 3000 six days in may he did (laughs) he directed three episodes of jimmy kimmel live fuck that bobcat goldthwait's done (laughs) hundreds i know i know his first feature was Zombieland. Did some funnier Die. He directed 30 Minutes or Less. That's right.
1: Oh, that's the other one. I See, I knew he did another one that I liked. I I liked 30 Minutes or Less. Oh, he also directed Gangster Squad.
0: I liked movie, Gangster
1: Squad, too. I I'm, never saw it, but I wanted to. I, I just never got around to it. It's one of those. I remember when it first <laughs> came out, uh, I went with my brothers and dad to see it, and I really dug it, but then at the end, you kind of feel like it gets a little weird, and I only found out much later that it actually did get tacked on because there was that Dark Knight theater shooting right before
0: oh and oh, okay. the original
1: ending was a theater assassination oh shit yeah
0: all right yeah <laughs> when we get to that movie i don't really want to talk about that
1: the theater <laughs> the theater shootings
0: <laughs> oh man what a way to ruin somebody's good fucking day it's so mean speaking that's, of that is just rude oh no it's honestly just,
1: that's just fucking inconsiderate is what that is did you hear i don't know if this is true or not but there are a lot of allegedly's flying around about walking phoenix saying uh solo theater goers can't see it he's made deals with certain movie theaters that solo viewers can't go see it because it's always incels (laughs) who do these assassinations. (laughs) I don't know if this is actually a thing, but I saw it in my Reddit feed and I don't know, like... (laughs) I just don't have a way to check that that's awesome he probably
0: said that he might not have been serious but he he <laughs> definitely said that that sounds like something Walking well phoenix we know walking
1: phoenix is a shit starter but you know what i'm going to see it alone so yeah i will probably have to go see it alone too but although I, I do have a friend i my friend courtney who i went and saw it chapter two with she told me she'd go see movies with me if i wanted to
0: i enjoy going to movies alone though i am fucking weird
1: apparently because i like it i used to like, I like it like um i don't like it anymore but we've been over there yeah we've talked about that he also directed venom the the Tom Hardy movie? yeah are we sure it's the Tom Hardy one not that serial killer movie that came out a couple yeah. of years ago I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now oh. yes I, I knew it was him
0: watching it I'm like yeah no this looks exactly like what he would do and I know that he made he had a better
1: movie in mind I know that he did I love Zombieland and I love 30 minutes or less and I aside from that weird tacked on ending I really loved Gangster Squad <laughs> That's it's
0: so fucking weird it is a
1: really solid movie I mean it's like LA Confidential I think it's gonna get better with age yeah it's it's a really solid movie up until that the gunfighting in Chinatown or whatever kind of feels like they were trying to recapture the glory of the Nicholson movie and weren't achieving it. Well,
0: and the writers, the writers, one of them, shit, man, definitely a Sony guy. Jesus Christ, he has written some shitty movies. Okay, he wrote one really shitty movie. He wrote Jihad Joe Retaliation. <laughs> <laughs> But then he also wrote Deadpool Life and Deadpool Two, or co-wrote. What's Deadpool Life? No, Deadpool and then Life, the movie Life. That is, oh, that okay. later Deadpool, on got that, comma Life, yes, comma and Deadpool Two. <laughs> life got kind of attached to the Venom movie. People are like, oh, that movie takes place in the same universe. That thing on the ship in Life is the Whoa, Venom symbiote.
1: Uh, okay, no, no spoilers. I haven't seen Life yet, and I've I had, neither have I. I've I, heard it. I've heard it's kind of good. That's
0: all I know about it. Is that if there's an alien on a ship, it probably okay, makes it to well, Earth he, because that's what fucking happened in those movies yeah that doesn't surprise me but apparently it's venom well, or that, the other one now i'm kind of I'm kind of bummed out. It's not. The studio is just like, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. Let's do that. <laughs> Sony's trying really hard to start a universe of some kind with some of this Spider-Man shit and it's just not working. Hey, Spider-Man's back in the MCU, by the way. Yep. So anyways.
1: I, I saw the headline. Yay.
0: All right. Let's talk about Zombie Fuck of this sp- shit. <laughs> speaking of time stamping the episode. Yeah. That's going to be old fucking news by the time this comes out. <laughs> anyways, Zombie Land for real this time.
1: Okay. Right off the bat, is it just me or is that like maybe the greatest opening credit sequence of all time? It that, is. I that, really like that it. That opening credit sequence is the shit, man.
0: It gets compared to Watchmen all the time, but even the director's like, yeah, no, I I did this before I saw that movie.
1: No, I think it's better than Watchmen. (laughs) I like the opening credits of Watchmen too. I just think that this one nails it in a way that that one came close to, but didn't quite hit. I don't know. No, you're right. They (laughs) picked exactly the right song, the opening licks of For Whom the Bell Tolls. Oh, it's just one of Metallica's best songs.
0: (laughs) And that cool Zack Snyder
1: slow motion shit, which was definitely popular at that point. Oh yeah, big time.
0: Thank you, Zack Snyder. At least he gave us some cool stuff. Yeah,
1: I can't hate on him for everything. I just hate his fucking writing or lack thereof i should
0: say even when i watched this back in 2009 this name always caught my attention the director of photography his name is michael bond oh shit yeah every I time i have never watched this movie and not gone like what is that it's probably not pronounced that way and it doesn't have a d it's just b-o-n villain <laughs> That's a side note. It doesn't matter at all. It has nothing to do with anything, except I like the way he shot the movie, so that's good. Oh, no,
1: it's, it it's looks a good-looking good. movie, <laughs> especially a, when you consider the kind of budget it was probably on.
0: Not a lot, I imagine. No. Less than 30 I guarantee it.
1: Have you seen the breakdown of that opening shot, the one in front of the White House? No. That was no. just like shot in a parking lot.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, they said that. And then mm-hmm.
1: they CGI'd all that other shit in, and it looks really good. In Georgia. Gold, a lot of movies are Gold, shot in Georgia. Georgia. A lot of financial incentives, I have to imagine, for filmmakers. The budget was 23600000 million. You're right on the money there.
0: After that awesome opening credit sequence and the Bond villain guy, we meet one of our heroes, the main character, the fucking narrator, who is only known as Columbus because... Columbus, Ohio. Because nobody has any names until the end of the movie when one person has a name.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing that kind of weirds me out about Zombieland 2. Ten years later are they still calling each other that you know what we'll find out because i have no fucking idea yeah that, i thought about that
0: too and i'm just like okay sure why not but i like what causes the zombie apocalypse first off there's no big huge event or anything no meteors no like god did this wow like in like in
1: dawn of the dead yeah somebody just ate a bad cheeseburger mad cow disease evolved into mad, mad human mad disease. human
0: turned into mad zombie yep,
1: yep. it's beautiful in its simplicity <laughs> and i think the best zombie movies have an explanation that's sort of similar like or ambiguous, at any rate, you know, in that it's just a beautifully simple explanation, and it doesn't need more than that. It gives you exactly what you need. It gives you a plausible reason for this to have happened. And now, all right, let's just get on with the action and fun.
0: Let's watch Jesse Eisenberg get chased around, trying to find a place to take
1: a shit. By the way, that is a great character intro.
0: Which we get our first rule of Zombie Land,
1: which is cardio. cardio. I have all the rules written down, but we don't get all the rules, which really fucking bugs me. That actually was a question I came up with while. Watching this, I thought, does the writer or the director, maybe they're the same person? I, I don't. They are not. I didn't pay attention to that because <laughs> who fucking has time? But uh, does one of them have a complete list of rules?
0: Do you think? I was wondering that same fucking thing. We'll get more in the second one, I guarantee you. Yeah, are it, we
1: going to get more? Because we know he has thirty-seven of them as of the end of the movie. Thirty-two. I thought it was 37. 32 is the last number. Enjoy the little things. Enjoy the little things. 32. You're thinking of clerks now. My eyes are going. I look at the screen and 37 and 32, they're very similar. And it's like, yeah, close enough. 32. That's not how many rules he
0: has. That's how many dicks he sucked.
1: So he's just getting started, huh? Yep.
0: Uh... So, for obvious reasons, the first people to go were the fatties. Great, course. great starter. <laughs> I love that, too. Because he's I mean, in. now, th- now makes
1: sense. this part did happen before the opening credits. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that's right. It the did introduction happen before to the, the first game. few rules comes before the opening credits. And what a great just slam, bang, right into the mix introduction to the story. It's just fantastic. And I like the way the rules keep coming back throughout the story. It keeps coming back, keeps coming back. And then his final motivation is to rewrite the rules. Just one of them. Just, yeah. But it. <laughs> it's great he evolves as a character and it's fun it's a nice anchor point to keep coming back to for joke tags you know it works really well I was thinking about it critically as I was watching it. I thought well maybe this isn't such a great device maybe it comes off that way upon first viewing but doesn't hold up to scrutiny and I just feel like it is I feel like it actually does hold up to scrutiny pretty well and
0: it works and apparently it gets lots of laughs from everybody every time they watch it yeah and it should so what are the first let's let's do the first four rules because you're I did I did miss that so the rule number number one, cardio. Rule number two, the double tap. Probably the most popular one.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, it's the subtitle of the sequel, so...
0: Yes, it is. Uh Rule number three, beware of bathrooms. Side note, the guy who gets eaten by a zombie in the bathroom and then later gets tricked into... Is the, the gas
1: station attendant. I only realized it this time. I've watched this movie <laughs> at least a dozen times already. This was the first time I realized the gas station attendant who Wichita scams and the guy who gets eaten in the bathroom are the same person.
0: But I also believe... Hang on. I'm going to fact check myself before I make myself look like an idiot.
1: Fun fact, that guy is in a movie called Gentleman Broncos, directed by Jared Hess, director of Nacho Libre and Napoleon Dynamite. And you should definitely check it out if you enjoy anything writerly and comedy-ish in your life. It's got Jermaine Clement in it. It's fucking hilarious. Side note, he is the gas station attendant, but he's also the guy who wrote School of Rock. No kidding. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, that's Mike White. brand yeah. new information yeah. to me. I didn't think School of Rock was that great. Well, I know that's an unpopular yeah, opinion. <laughs> I know everybody fucking loves School of Rock. I watched it. I thought it was okay. Back Just in 2003 okay. when it came out. Uh-huh. Two thousand four. I watched it on VHS, I'm pretty sure. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah, we'll get there. I want to do that movie at some point. I, I could know, be I like wrong about the VHS thing, but I'm pretty sure
1: it was VHS.
0: And then rule number four, seatbelts. That's a solid one. I really like the stunt work in
1: that scene. When the woman yeah. goes through the... Oh, I fucking love that. That is such a spine crawling... Oh, what? What's the fr- Skin crawling. Yeah. That is such a skin crawling <laughs> shot. When her face hits that concrete and she starts bouncing and sliding, I just like... Eah. Yeah, they they really threw that woman. She yeah. fucking... Yeah, that is a great shot. Obviously, there's some CGI
0: involved. Clearly. But not with the stunt itself. Like, that chick's a badass. Yeah. Yeah. I will be her boyfriend. <laughs> I will be her bitch is what I'll be.
1: <laughs> yes, you would. Absolutely. Yes.
0: So after that, that's when we get the cool Metallica opening credits. And then after the cool opening credits, we get the main character using those first four rules that we were introduced to in the
1: span of like two or three minutes yep in this first scene it's nice because you get the exposition and then you immediately get it all back in the form of action played out on the screen yeah and you get to see that
0: they're actually useful which is nice like somebody actually thought about this holy shit I mean granted one of the writers there's two writers he is responsible for Deadpool and Deadpool 2 so like we know now that he's still he's still really good at that kind of comedy stuff (laughs) like he knows what the fuck he's doing yeah he knows his way around a goddamn joke and then really shortly after that he has his car and he you know it's broken now but on the bright side he found a place to go number two which i know what he means but at the same time i'm like it could also mean that he shit his pants just now
1: that's very obviously what it means
0: i'm pretty sure they're literally going for like i found a place to go number two like oh all the zombies are dead i can finally take a shit no
1: he definitely meant his pants
0: did he yes okay i thought that was just me that thought that no so then i kind of
1: very obviously means his
0: pants well good. the only
1: way they could have driven that home better would be to show him <laughs> pantsless in the next scene well they could have just shown him shitting himself like a trauma movie the inside shot through the pants <laughs> yes attach a camera to the back of the pants and just have it have it splurge out of the butt and mush up against the lens that's, that's the, a fucking trauma shot that's right the there.
0: lloyd kaufman way
1: we can't make a good movie, so let's
0: make a fucking weird, crazy one. <laughs> let's get the fetishists on board. <laughs> yes. After that, now he's just
1: kind of walking, telling more stories and shit. You know what? Coming back to that thing about, like, the difference between this and Lloyd Kaufman, that is something I can say in this movie's favor. This is one of the last movies. I'm not saying there aren't artistically satisfying movies. I'm not saying there aren't blockbuster movies that are big and successful. But this was one of the last movies I can remember that was both very satisfying artistically and successful at the box office. Oh, yeah, made
0: $120,000, I think. Something like that.
1: 120000 really? Which screen? 102000 sorry. <laughs> Which screen? You said thousand. Oh, million. Fuck, sorry. <laughs> All
0: of them. All of them. That's, yep. Mall rats. I'm excited. I'm excited to do some mall rats.
1: But, uh... <laughs> Just anyway. skip right past that. <laughs> yeah, do it. No, that's something that movies used to be. You know, you used to have movies that were both financially successful and artistically satisfying. You used to get movies that had art and appeal in the same movie. You know, like that was right after we met. We talked about Back to the Future and how it's amazing if you watch it that a blockbuster like that, a movie that is ostensibly a science fiction movie, but the science isn't very sound, it's no. clearly not terribly intelligent, but the filmmakers actually studied filmmaking. They actually tried to craft a quality film even though it was throwaway summer fluff in a lot of ways.
0: In most ways.
1: Yeah, but that's what movies used to be like and this is like a nice throwback to where you get a satisfying film watching experience, but you also get something with mass market appeal. And it's just not something you see as much anymore.
0: Yeah, I guess like the Marvel movies are satisfying in a different way.
1: Deadpool was kind of like yeah. that. I'll say that. Part of it I think is the R rating thing. PG-13 movies, they're going hard for that middle of the road of Appeal. oh boy hard, are hard, they ever hard. and in order to do that you have to always be playing to the dumbest person in the room
0: no pg-13 is the new pg like that that's Yeah. Yeah. There's no PG-13 movies really that resemble the PG-13 that we grew up with, is there? No. Not really. It's all blockbusters, all comic book movies.
1: It's all stuff that's actually aimed at kids. Yeah. PG-13 movies are billed as family movies now.
0: Yeah, when was the last PG movie that you saw, like, Zootopia, I think? Yeah, animated movies, that's about it. Yeah, that's weird, man. What was the last G movie? Probably a Pixar movie. I don't fucking remember. The last G-rated movie I remember hearing about in theaters was the last Winnie the Pooh movie. Paddington probably was G. Maybe.
1: Now I need to look. Let's Paddington got a lot of praise. A lot of people said Paddington 2 was one of the best movies of the year. Well, Paddington 2 was rated PG. Oh. So yeah, I stand corrected. Yeah,
0: it's there's a lot of like weird gross out humor in that with him like putting the toothbrush <laughs> in his ears or
1: sh- whatever he does. I haven't seen it. I've heard really good things,
0: which is fucking weird, right? I heard about that and I'm like, wow, um, we're doing this now, huh? This is what <laughs> we're doing. I saw the trailer. And I'm like, oh, we're still we're still doing this. This, this looks like shit. But then everybody's like, no, it's a really good movie. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it, and maybe I'll get tricked into watching it by the kids one day. So, anyways, Zombie Land,
1: Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. There's a perfect example. Of Those it. movies were straight up PG thirteen weren't they I think they were PG were they yeah they struck me as PG-13 movie they would have I don't know it seems like they they're riding the line pretty hard PG PG. (laughs) so I'm gonna bring up something
0: that we're not doing a very good job of right now talking about zombie pacing Because I think this movie. No, we're not. Yeah, this movie has really good pacing because it's constantly. It does. It is fucking moving. When they get to Bill Murray's house after Bill Murray gets killed,
1: spoiler alert, uh, then it slows down, but not for very long. No, not for long. It gives us a minute to kind of recover and then it's right back at it.
0: Because like right after he's running around the gas station and almost getting eaten by all those zombies, he's walking down the road for like a whole second. And then there's fucking Woody
1: Harrelson driving down the road. Speaking of which, the very first time I saw this and maybe like two times or three times times after that I had no fucking clue what the 3 on the side of his car
0: marked. Okay, I was going to ask you
1: know what it means. It's Dale Earnhardt's number.
0: Oh, I was going to go deeper than that. I'm like, was his son 3 when he died?
1: No, it's Dale. But Earnhardt. no,
0: Dale Earnhardt. Okay. That makes more sense for And the one day quality. I can't
1: remember how I got clued in. It just occurred to me one day. I was like, <laughs> it's fucking Dale Earnhardt's number. That's why he keeps painting the 3 on the side of his car. Yeah, that that would have Isn't Dale Earnhardt from Tallahassee or oh, something? I fucking don't know. I don't know. Do I look like he's a big NASCAR in the South. fan? He's big in the south i know that i am from the north i know i'm from a hillbilly state but you're still living in a hillbilly state well that's true have you seen the signs around town for like splitting the state oh my god dude when i was in my welding class one of my teachers was like yeah we're gonna
0: vote we're gonna make this the 21st state It's gonna be called liberty like oh shut the fuck up (laughs) because all those liberals in seattle that's why this is a blue state like well yeah it's fine. I settled in the red part of the blue state and it's really unfortunate. But then again, I don't really want to live in Seattle because that's a little too much for me even. Oh,
1: I don't care. I'd, I'd actually be fine with splitting the state just because I don't want all my tax money going over there. They already have enough money over there. You got fucking Microsoft and Amazon. And if they're not taxing them appropriately, then fuck them. All right. Now we're talking about taxes.
0: Pacing. God damn pacing.
1: It. Why the <laughs> fuck does politics keep coming into this shit? Are we cranky today? This is my fault. Probably. I don't know how, but I just <laughs> feel the need to blame myself for
0: So, Woody Harrelson and, well, okay, fine, Tallahassee and Columbus, but it's fucking Woody Harrelson, come on. It's always Woody Harrelson. If Woody Harrelson's in a movie, it's Woody Harrelson, no matter what movie it is.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you on that one. Here's why. I grew up with Woody Harrelson, and I don't think you grew up with the same Woody Harrelson as I did. I sure didn't. I grew up with Woody Harrelson as Woody from Cheers. Oh, yeah. Nope. And then I remember when he quit Cheers and he went off and he did White Men Can't Jump. And then very, very shortly after that, he did Natural Born Killers. And he was clearly trying to carve himself out a niche and say, look, I'm not just Woody from Cheers. You know, he wanted to be known as an actor. And I completely respect that. But that was a fucking shocking turn because <laughs> he was the goofiest, nicest, like innocent. He was Jesse Eisenberg, only dumber. Oh. He was like a mildly retarded Jesse Eisenberg in Cheers. He was super sweet and kind of dumb and just aw shucks, gosh golly. Wouldn't swear, he wouldn't say shit if he had a mouth full of this stuff. (laughs) and then he goes off and he becomes fucking mickey from natural born killers so woody harrelson isn't always woody harrelson to me woody harrelson is a man with a lot of range
0: i'll i'll give you that but you know still even though i buy it every time you know he's he's a great actor which is you know but he's still he he's woody woody harrelson to me not in a bad way that there's no negativity oh no i understand i I
1: get that but yeah to me he's always going to be one of the probably most underappreciated actors i think when people watch him they go oh yeah he's a really good actor but they don't realize <laughs> you don't walk away and think gosh i can't wait to see the next woody harrelson movie i can't you know you just he just pops up shit and shit yeah you're just like oh hey he in this? in my opinion he should be a much bigger star than he is well tell him to stop doing star wars movies is he doing a star wars no movie? he was in
0: solo i think
1: Ugh. <laughs> I haven't watched so It might be fine.
0: It's average from what I hear, but it's also two and a half hours long. And I'm like, I really don't <laughs> want to spend that long watching a movie that everybody says is okay. Two and a half hours of good yeah. enough. Yep. That's what I'm hearing. And I'm like, fuck, I, I wanted to see it. And I'm yeah. kind of glad I didn't. That doesn't sound awesome. So they're together, sort of. But when he gets out of his car, Tallahassee, sorry, sorry, respect in the woods. He, uh, he gets out of his car and Jesse Eisenberg's hiding behind this shitty motorcycle that he <laughs> picked up. And then they're they're both just aiming their guns at each other for this beat, and it's really funny just to watch them kind of. It's a a great introductory
1: scene. It's a great meet cute, if you will. Yes
0: and then Columbus sticks out his thumb and then Woody Harrelson just gives him the the get head on nod in, head get nod. in yeah no names this is where this is where we get the no names thing keeps us from getting too familiar even though everybody essentially <laughs> falls in love with each other
1: by the end of the movie that is something i love about this movie because you never see that in a zombie movie they all yeah. live to the end all of them
0: yeah they do nobody dies in this movie except for bill murray, murray.
1: <laughs> but spoiler alert sorry was... we should have put a spoiler
0: alert up there the <laughs> second spoiler alert one of my favorite parts in this scene is when they're in the car and then woody harrelson is like moving stuff around and then jesse eisenberg goes oh you almost knocked over your alcohol with your knife
1: <laughs> which is apparently an improv so that's this that is that was a good one this is probably eisenberg's best role i don't know i haven't seen social network he's probably dead on as mark zuckerberg just because he comes off as no you know what he actually probably isn't he's probably too human and relatable to be mark Zuckerberg. he
0: plays a dick really well really? in that movie yeah
1: how is he as lex Luthor? you oof. i haven't seen it
0: that is a story for another time that's okay. a that's a who that's that's a thing if you want to hear us talk about it you can give us some money tell us that you want to want us to do that movie specifically you know it will even fucking do the do the director's cut the long one sure why not
1: <laughs> that just utterly defeated look on. i'm your not face e- is...
0: i'm not even whooping it up just so you guys think i'm acting tortured about it that movie is fucking
1: awful <laughs> I don't have trouble believing it just I mean I sat through Suicide Squad twice so it doesn't it
0: bums me out so much because like Affleck shows up and you're just like fucking Affleck is Batman and you're like holy shit Affleck is fucking Batman and it's awesome and then the rest of the movie is not awesome. All the casting was spot on for every character in the MCU and the MCU and the DCEU 100% absolutely. The casting was perfect, the movies were shit because Zack Snyder can't really direct that well.
1: No, Zack Snyder directs well. What he he can't do is write, and they hired him to write again. Fucking stop giving Zack Snyder writing jobs. Hollywood. Yes. Just make him direct other people's scripts.
0: Have a character director and then
1: have him go like, hey, let's make this look cool. He's an yeah. action scene director and he's really good as an action scene yes. director. Fucking watch 300. Watch Watchmen. He When he's got someone else writing for him, he's rock solid. Yes, he is. Alright. Hostess truck. Fucking Twinkies. We need to get to the oh, biggest Jesus. We keep getting off track.
0: Again, this, this movie flies at you so fucking fast. Like, there's so much happens in what this was, short amount of time. What
1: I was trying to say is I think this is just Jesse Eisenberg's defining role. Yes. This is him at his very best. I don't think he's ever going to get better than this because he's just perfect. He has this character. He's
0: essentially this character just yeah. like
1: at different like levels. Like this is what he'd be like if he survived the zombie apocalypse and was kicking around zombie. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, this would be Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Oh, no, and then he does
0: that thing where, I mean, Tallahassee's actually a pretty nice guy. He's, he's accommodating. He pours him a drink and then he throws it out the window and then it's like, oh, you want, you want some more? He's like, nope, one and done. That's what I always say. Nope. I said that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's fun and then he brings back the seatbelt rule I'll tell you what this movie is this movie is a movie to restore your faith in humanity because Tallahassee by all accounts should be a detestable character by all the stereotypes and all the preconceptions he should be a huge fucking asshole and ultimately he's not ultimately he is a good guy who is facing some horrible circumstances and making the most of it Yep. and same thing with Wichita and same thing with Little Rock same thing with Colossus Columbus even. They're all characters that by all rights. You should hate. You should have no sympathy. You should not be able to relate to them. They should be just utterly unlikable in every way and yet you find their humanity and you like the way they interact with each other and deep down they are good people. This is a story to unite America. This is a story (laughs) to heal the rift. This is a story to give you faith in humanity once again because ultimately Tallahassee and Columbus and Wichita and Little Rock can and should be a family and get along and back each other up and be there for each other when they need each other. This is the story of America. This is the story of what we can become in the face of adversity. Do
0: they talk about having... Oh, no, they do not. Never mind. So... We're getting to that fucking Twinkie. All Tallahassee wants is a Twinkie. So they find a hostess truck and How
1: much did hostess pay to be in this movie? (laughs) That's a good
0: question. Fuck me. We get another rule in this scene too. So this is like almost just like a minute after they first get together where they bump into this hostess truck and Tallahassee's like, We're going down there, and he's like, You coming with me? And then Columbus is like, Yes, I am. But he starts doing all these weird calisthenics, which is kinda funny because that's exactly what Woody Harrelson did in White Man Can't Jump just to fuck with everybody. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) I've never seen
1: White Man Jump. No, I only know it by reputation.
0: I just put that together right this second too. Uh, (laughs) Except Columbus is very serious about it. He's like, if we're going down that hill, it's very important. He's like, so that's rule number eighteen.
1: Limber up. You know, I think that brings to light why the rules list is a good device in this movie because they don't use it haphazardly. They only give you the rules that they can bring back around later Mm -hmm. for a good gag.
0: And they do. They bring this one back around here a couple scenes later.
1: Yeah, like. (laughs) 20 minutes later, I think.
0: So we get down to the hostess truck and we open it up. Snowballs. I fucking hate (laughs) snowballs. And of course, Columbus is like, "Mm, I like snowballs and I hate coconut. Not the taste, the consistency, which
1: is exactly how I feel about (laughs) coconut. I couldn't disagree more, but here's the thing. I do hate snowballs. Yeah, they don't do it for me. I would much rather have a Twinkie. I don't have a problem with I love an Almond Joy. I love mounds. I love coconut of almost any stripe, except fucking (laughs) snowballs. I just can't stand them.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've never been into them.
1: Maybe it's the color. Maybe I just don't like that pink.
0: I like ding-dongs, mostly because they're called ding-dongs and they look like hockey pucks.
1: I do like ding dongs
0: because every time I see Die Hard and that guy throws that fucking smoke grenade <laughs> down the hallway, I'm like, it's a, it looks like a ding dong.
1: It does. It looks exactly like a fucking ding dong.
0: So we go from there. I don't know exactly how we transition into this,
1: even though I've watched the movie twice over the past two days. I'll tell you how. As they're coming up, he says, "By the way, I need to take the Browns to the Super Bowl." Oh right, right. And then the next scene is the bathroom scene.
0: Oh, and then it's the bathroom scene. And then how do we transition into uh, the Amber Heard scene?
1: He's talking about his fear of clowns and stuff. And that's then right. And then he's talking about about how did a guy like me end up surviving and then he flashes back to the night amber heard ruined his life like she ruined hollywood i used to think she was hot
0: Fuck. uh well they, these movies never back down and Zombieland land and no, the Ward and shit it.
1: they came out when i was in my early 20s i get it i'm not saying she's not pretty <laughs> i just can't stand her as an actress because she is not a good actress she really anything is not. except the ward The Ward is the one movie I can't help loving in spite of her. Isn't that (laughs) Carpenter's last movie thus far? Yes. He hasn't done anything since then. No,
0: I don't think he has. He's
1: just playing music these days. Yeah, well, let him. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Fuck yeah. (laughs) He's given us so many great movies. I can't hold anything against the guy. One of my favorite movies ever Big Trouble in Little China. He's given me multiple favorite movies ever. (laughs) He gave me Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China. He gave me The Thing, mostly Kurt Russell movies, I think. He gave me In the Mouth of Madness. I'll give you The Thing. they live rowdy roddy piper the thing is my penis see that that's where you could have been like i'll let you get rowdy with my rod piper ronnie piper's dead show some fucking respect stuff my rowdy rod in your piper there you go
0: <laughs> and now ronda rousey's shitting all over his memory by wearing his fucking leather
1: jacket is she sucking all of a god sudden? she's
0: no she's fine in a physical sense
1: she has the fucking shittiest attitude her acting is just bad her
0: acting has improved no it's her fucking
1: attitude i do not like her but fucking. is it her character you don't no. like or is it actually like her, her like her, 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 personally? Her. Yeah, her personally yeah her personally i don't know anything about her personally Ugh, i just know stuff. her stuff I like her performance. Her physicality is great. She's very fun to watch. And, and she's it, not bad looking. And then you hear her
0: talk and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's you maybe. Suck.
1: I don't know. She didn't do much acting in the one or two. The Expendables movie she was the in? The two things I watched with you. No, I, I haven't seen Expendables 3. I don't oh. want to see a PG-13 Expendables. Eh, just watch it. It's okay. No, no. It's not okay. And here's why. Because Expendables 2 was goddamn near perfect. Also it almost a PG-13 movie. It is such an amazing movie. No, it's not almost PG-13.
0: They tried so hard. To make
1: Sylvester Stallone cut it down to a PG thirteen, if he had, it would have cut out all the good stuff, all the fun stuff. That fucking scene where Chuck Norris throws the guy into the X ray machine and then you see the bullets plugging him—I fucking <laughs> love that scene. Oh my god, he uh, was the reason
0: that they were going to make it PG thirteen because of Norris. Yeah, <laughs> because as after fu- all the shit he made, he as fun as he was to conservative about it. Yes. God. He's kind of a douche. Grow up, Chuck. You're in your 70s. Oh, no shit. He has to get right with Jesus and all that. Like, you're <laughs> you're wasting your time listening to words that a 30-year-old said?
1: Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't have problems with someone wanting to get right with Jesus, but, I mean, let's face it, the deal is done, man. Like... <laughs> he's either cool with what you've done or he's never gonna be cool with you so just get over it <laughs>
0: fucking chuck norris oh god well i'll do plenty of making fun of him when we actually get to the expendables so do you think it's really a good idea to give a chick who's freaking the fuck out mountain that- dew oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love how he tries so hard to be nice to her and be good about this like you can tell this is his first time like almost ever talking to a chick yeah and she like takes a drink and she's like mountain dew like And then she just sets it down and she looks kind of disgusted. Like, I don't know what what that look is on her face. But then he's like, you want some golden grabs?
1: The Ziploc bag keeps them crisp. Keeps them crisp. (laughs) That's right. I was going to say keeps them fresh, but fuck.
0: But nope. A homeless man tried to eat her and she kisses him on the cheek after he says, I'm afraid of clowns and dish towels or towels that you use to wipe down the tables after you're finished eating at restaurants.
1: he does a good job of dishing out platitudes that yes seem to calm her down
0: he doesn't seem like he's trying to be which which is good which is why i don't hate him he doesn't seem like he's like ooh, i'm totally gonna get laid right now no, because he i'm being so nice
1: he doesn't come off as calculating at yeah, all yeah
0: he's just like oh hey she's hot i think i'm gonna help her because <laughs> he says he doesn't open his usually doesn't open his doors to the sound of panic but my neighbor
1: 406 is incredibly Insanely hot. hot yeah
0: she wakes up they though they wake up and she's a zombie
1: boy he woke up at just the right moment too i'm wondering
0: like i'm Thinking
1: Fuck. I
0: want to say I was thinking that same thing, and I'm like, how did he wake up? Why was she just like staring at him? Or did she like wake up and stirred right as she turned into a zombie? Then he's like, Oh shit, I woke up. Something woke
1: me up. And Probably then, something like yeah, that. We're just left to wonder. But honestly, this is one of those moments where I can fully accept the concept of suspension of disbelief because you wouldn't yeah. want to see that scene played out precisely realistically. No. It wouldn't be as fun. The comic timing is better and the suspense timing, it's better. It's it's heightened, sure, it's not realistic but it's more fun that way
0: my favorite part is when he throws the fucking toilet paper at her face and like it bounces off and he he looks at it like what the hell and then he goes back to being afraid of her
1: my favorite really my favorite parts are the parts where he hits her in the head with the top of the toilet because i just kind of want to do, amber do hurt. that to amber heard and hey
0: we're selling the double tap again yes and also that broken ankle Comes thing back around
1: <clears throat> that was a great effect Ooh, that hurt me it looks physically pa- it, it looks empathetically painful <laughs> you feel physical <laughs> yeah, pain no, when you I, see it mm, it's great that reminds me of that
0: that part in the new Rambo movie. Ooh. Haven't seen it yet. Don't Ooh. tell me. You want? Yeah, I was. Anyways, is it good? It's okay. Which is a bummer. Oh, that I didn't what I wanted, wanted to hear. I didn't... I wanted it to be
1: real good, but... It, God damn it. it's I got, wanted a really solid ending.
0: It's got some pacing issues, like, a lot. Oh, bummer. It has a lot of heart. Like, they tried. I see what they were going for, but I'm just like, yeah, no. So is it more like Rambo 3? Dude, I only saw it once. I don't even fucking remember.
1: 3 was kind of like that, where it was like, they were trying to be serious. They were trying to make it less of an absurdly heightened action movie and slightly more grounded. And really focus on the flight <laughs> of the Afghani warriors uh, and stuff like that. Like not that.
0: grounded in the slightest when the <laughs> shit starts going down which is my favorite part any rambo fan is probably going to be like oh the last 20 minutes of that movie was fucking a plus but <laughs> it's the rest of it
1: that happens so it's no first blood is what you're saying no Uh, no it's a bummer that sucks because if you're going to call it last blood you you should be trying to match first blood you should be trying to match that level of quality and i don't have a problem with the balls to the wall action which i will admit first blood didn't have much of like you may remember it having that but it didn't it just didn't have the balls to the wall action that was the sequels but fucking give me the character drama of first blood that's what i want i want to see the character drama i want to see rambo dealing with issues that are core to his character that's where I want it to go if you're going to fucking call it Last Blood. Again, they try... Doesn't really work. That's a deep disappointment. I know, I know.
0: I, I went right. I was, I was opening weekend. I'm like, fuck yeah! No, I
1: would okay. have been there opening weekend if I could afford tickets. By Ugh. the way, got that promotion? I was applying. Oh, for.
0: Oh, good. Or, now you can pay off all that credit card debt they're trying to get from I mean, you. I don't know
1: about that. <laughs> but uh, I, I should at least be able to pay my bills and eat every day. Fuck yeah! That's the dream, isn't it that is the dream at this point. That's how far I've sunk. That's the dream. Well, let's just let's start. Let, let's just get rich doing this. That would be sweet. I'm for it. If any listeners decide they want to just you know buy that twenty thousand dollar tier i will take you on that grand canyon hike i'll take you on a hike anyways so this really isn't a horror movie this is a
0: road trip movie that happens to have zombies in it we are getting really off track we haven't even gotten the chicks yet but i do want to make the point real quick even in a zombie apocalypse dudes are going to talk about sex apparently yes and lie about it yes that's really not super important to anything really going on in the movie but it's just no just kind of a fun character moment between the two and them bonding they're bonding at this point yeah they're already friends even though tallahassee doesn't want to be friends but you can tell he does he he needs some and friends. columbus
1: doesn't want to be friends because of his rule travel yeah. light
0: and he doesn't just
1: mean luggage. Oh, you know what i will say that is a rule that doesn't come back for a good gag
0: oh you know what i I missed that we did get that rule travel light right before they meet
1: that's what I'm saying is all the other rules there's no fat on them they give you the rule they give you a gag later on in the movie that gets set up by the rule this one no
0: rules there's no gag I think he says that and then the rest of the movie is that rule trying to make him not (laughs) want to hang out with these people
1: in fairness the whole resolution of the character is that he has found a family and people he wants to be with people he cares about but they don't find a way to get the travel light gag to come back like they do with all the the other ones all no. the other ones have a good gag associated now we're getting to the scene with the
0: tagline they make it to the store again it goes one thing to the next thing to the next thing without much <laughs> stuff in the middle of it which, which is good i'm so happy about that it's a
1: really fast paced yeah. movie it, it just doesn't let up and i think that's a big part of the reason why it's so rewatchable and we're almost to the girls everybody we're almost to the girls there's almost there's... people with vaginas in the movie <laughs> so that we get the tagline who aren't in the next fucking scene. amber heard
0: yes nut up or shut up but not until, not until we see all the crazy shit that Woody Harrelson has in the back of his van.
1: You're <laughs> his a dangerous car. man.
0: Yes, he is. So he's dangerous, yet he grabs a banjo and ding, ding, garden ding, shears. Ding, 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 which he really ding, learned how to play that so we could so he could <laughs> do that.
1: And then they fuck up a bunch of zombies in what are admittedly pretty fun glorious ways. Yes. action shots. Those are definitely fun.
0: Oh, and also you notice that the, the store isn't like torn apart, which I know was probably budgetary, but at the same time, the zombie apocalypse has only started two months ago. So this has only been going on for... For a couple
1: months and apparently it hit everybody really really fast well i think that's a big part of it is that it was an incredibly sudden thing like yes. the turnaround time was fast and this is the most important thing and this is the reason why i think this is a better zombie movie than the dawn of the dead remake it's not that the dawn of the dead remake was bad it wasn't i really enjoy that movie but fast zombies make sense in this world because they're not dead they're infected yes Whereas fast zombies who are dead don't make sense. Like logically, it's a non-starter.
0: I think I have a theory about that. I think that right when they turn into zombies, you know, the dead ones, their bodies just wouldn't stop working. Right? I mean, they're dead, but they're not dead, dead. So their bodies wouldn't just stop working right away. I feel like they'd be able to run and shit for a little while until their body. Starts yeah, to if it was a
1: progressive thing, yeah. I'd be fine with that. But it's not. But apparently, so the yeah, only all reason, the zombies run. <laughs> the only reason I can accept it is because it's such a fun movie. Okay, like it's just so well crafted that that I can just be like, all right, this is a magic world where dying is, in the words of Simon Pegg, an energy drink. Is that from Shaun of the Dead? No, he said that in an interview. He was like, to me, death is an impediment, not an energy drink. Oh, that's weird. Okay, cool. He was saying why he didn't like fast zombies. Oh, (laughs) I get it. And I'll tell you what, if the story hadn't been crafted with such care and love by James Gunn, I don't think I would be okay with that movie. I'd probably be like, nah, it's a piece of shit. But it was crafted with love and care by a writer of the quality of James Gunn and a director who works well when you give him good written material yes
0: all right hey guys we get chicks
1: that aren't amber heard that's a very important distinction it's actually emma stone who is fucking crazy hot i have had yeah. a thing for her since the first moment i laid eye on her yeah. just one just one stiff eye <laughs>
0: What was the other eye doing? <laughs> that just, eye
1: was flaccid. I'm just trying for dick jokes. That's all. I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. Oh, the brown eye. Doesn't have gotcha. to make sense. You don't have to delve too deep into my brown eye. Someone's ear is
0: in danger of having hair brushed over it. <laughs> that is a great line.
1: <laughs> Here's why that's such a great line. I know that feeling intimately. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling so well. I know you do. I know I'm a fucking loser just like I know you, know
0: you. I know you. And yeah, I can see you having that exact thought when when you see a girl you like yep. oh, I just wanna I just wanna touch your hair come here little girl just
1: some shit that would look really <laughs> creepy if you wrote it down
0: next time you get on like plenty of fish or whatever just be like Can I brush your hair behind your ear?
1: That's going to do one of two things. That's going to find me some real freaks or (laughs) scare off some otherwise potential matches.
0: Yeah, but Plenty of Fish is bullshit anyway, so, you know. The only
1: thing you can really hope
0: for is to get laid a couple times.
1: I don't know. Plenty of Fish is the only one I know of that has people who have actually gone into serious long-term relationships off of it. Everything else is just hookups.
0: What else is there?
1: There's okay I'm not talking stupid, about the websites. I'm, Tinder, I'm not talking Grindr. about the websites. I'm
0: talking about the hookups. What's the point with anything else?
1: Spoken like a man who desperately misses his 20s. A little. Spoiler alert. I never had 20s. I know you didn't. I was married throughout
0: them <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Don't you wish you were in a zombie apocalypse like these guys? So... <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. So we meet Emma Stone, who is Wichita, mm-hmm. and yes, Abigail Breslin, who is <laughs>
1: Little Rock. Which begs the question, were their parents, like, in the military or something?
0: Yeah, I don't fucking know. Little Rock is turning into a zombie, or so they're trying to convince these guys. So. Which is a
1: fantastic setup. This, yes. the, the whole scene, oh, this it's such a great setup. I love it. Great character building. Oh, fuck all right go ahead go so through it. i'll stop gushing so essentially
0: getting to the point it's a trick it was a ruse to get the guns from these guys and steal their car and their ammo and whatever else they fucking had in the car they I, leave them with their clothes and shit yeah they'll they're leave, not monsters be, yeah.
1: but you know i've analyzed this scene in my head every time i watch it like all right how does this scam potentially fall apart in a catastrophic way and i can see a way in which it would which is woody harrelson is just way too fucking eager to kill that kid <laughs> and he's just like all right fuck yeah boom but you know no, yeah that's potentially a downfall of the scam but realistically they play it so perfect yeah it's so perfectly played out to and just what we, draw these guys in
0: what we learned about him later would mean he would never actually shoot a kid that quickly
1: no he wouldn't <laughs> Clearly,
0: so I wrote down bitches, man. Because
1: <laughs> Can't trust them,
0: dumb guys. But Woody Harrelson has to ask the question: Is it better to be smart or lucky? Because we're we're following them walking around again, and they're doing the they're just they're just bullshitting. It's great. They're bonding in this weird. That's where we get place. our great limber up. Yeah, callback. this this is where we get the limber up joke. They're looking for a new car, and Columbus is like, "Hey, there's a nice minivan." And then <laughs> and then Woody Harrelson, like, yeah, has,
1: that is nice. He has the exact <laughs> exact reaction I would have to that situation. Uh, that is. A nice video. I want my fucking candy back. Smash, (laughs) smash, smash.
0: And we're missing a couple good jokes like them comparing zombie kills and like, are you one of those guys who just tries to one up everybody's stories? No, I knew a guy who was way worse at that than me. Because Tallahassee's kind of a douchebag. Oh, yeah. But, you know, is it better to be smart or lucky? Well, apparently, luck wins. Luck doesn't hurt. Because they find a Hummer.
1: Loaded with guns. Loaded with guns. And we get one of the best lines of the movie, in my opinion. Thank
0: God God for rednecks. rednecks. (laughs) And then, <laughs> then Tallahassee wastes a bunch of fucking time and bullets. But he does it gloriously, and it's
1: <laughs> it, it, it's so joyous. This this whole movie is just joyous. It is. It's fun. So now they have
0: their car. He paints another three on it. Of course, because got, apparently got it's Dale Earnhardt.
1: All right. Did I give that to you for the first time? Yes. I don't <laughs> you thought it was his kid.
0: No, I, I didn't. That was just a theory I no. had. I I fucking don't know anything about NASCAR. I Not know who,
1: I know who Dale Earnhardt is. Yeah, no, I don't know anything about NASCAR either. But I also know he died in a crash. Did he? Yeah i didn't know that i know he died i just didn't know he died in a crash yeah but i mean you know perils of the job
0: he died doing what he loved yeah i'm sure he would have he would love to die doing that fucking doesn't make any sense i hate when people say that
1: never worked a day in his life did he not you do what you love and you never work a day in your life letter kenny told me that
0: i hate that too (laughs) and katie was talking about sex
1: Yes, she was. So, not driving a race car. I would love to have sex with Katie. Although, honestly, I'm more of a Bonnie McMurray guy.
0: Bonnie McMurray. Me too. No, you know
1: what the truth of the matter is? The truth of the matter is, I'm all about Mrs. McMurray. Yeah, I
0: know you are. (laughs) Oh, God, she's so fucking hot. I like Mary Fred. She's fucking adorable. Mary Fred? Yeah, Wayne's girlfriend from the later seasons. The blonde French-Canadian
1: chick. Mary Fred? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why the fuck do I not remember that? That is a great joke name. I mean, I wonder if that's a real French- Canadian thing. It's short for
0: something, but I can't remember what it was. I looked it up, but, but no, she's really cute. I like her. They're driving down the road again, and indeed they are. Guess what like happens? Willie Nelson. They see his Cadillac. Wait a minute.
1: You don't know who Willie Nelson is? She doesn't. She's 12. Sorry, I'm jumping.
0: So, yeah, and well, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna get to that point, because it's weird. They see his Cadillac and with the words help written down there, so they must have run out of gas or something.
1: Or overheated or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're women, of course. They don't know anything about cars. Can't handle a car that big. What do you think?
1: end. Engine was smoking.
0: oh was it. It was, huh? Yeah. Fucking Cadillacs. Am I right? I wouldn't know. Neither would I. It's a trap, guys. It's always a trap. These chicks. Of course, are it's a fucking trap. Tallahassee gets Do out it. to Thank go you.
1: investigate and <laughs> leaves Columbus back like a quarter mile down the road to keep an eye on the situation, and make sure he doesn't get ambushed, and then Columbus gets ambushed by Little Little Rock, and uh he signals him to pull up. He pulls up and he gets in, and they just have this look, and he goes, "God damn it, she's in the back seat, isn't <laughs> she?" <laughs> what am what? my favorite
0: things one of my favorite things in the entire movie is where she's like give me your gun please and he's like no you're not going to use that thing because she already has a gun pointed at him and she shoots it out like i guess she shoots it out of the moon roof or the sunroof or something and he's like oh my god don't kill me with my own gun (laughs) it is the best fucking reaction
1: Yeah, that makes me happy. Hmm. Now, at this point in the movie, they originally drove off without him again. Oh, seriously? Yes. There's a cut scene where Wichita and Little Rock drive off without him and leave him behind. And then they they have an attack of conscience and come back and get them. But they cut that because they felt uh, that for pacing issues, it didn't work. So Wichita instead says, you get to ride shotgun. And you'll notice she says it with her back to the camera because they just dubbed that over in order to try and make it make sense that they're then riding together.
0: Thank you. Dude, that was my next question. Why did they decide to take him with them? But there you go. <laughs> yep.
1: There
0: they you go. didn't. <laughs>
1: not in the original version
0: so now all four of them are driving down the fucking road and they're talking and they're they're all pointing guns at each other pretty much because tallahassee steals his gun back really quick from little rock and then columbus freaks out and says can't we just fucking drive down the road for a couple hours playing i spy or some shit like for normal americans fuck and then woody harrelson's like yeah whoa whoa let me be the mature one which is the most immature thing you could have said at that point (laughs) he is definitely the the
1: favorite character and i do like that columbus appeals to everybody as americans because again This is a story meant to bring us together. There is no
0: America. It's the United States of of Zombie Land.
1: Yes. This is the moment when they're able to join together and start for the first time putting aside their differences and coming together for the greater good as Americans and as the last human citizens of the United States of Zombie Land, which I kind of fucking feel like sometimes. So now we're they're driving and now everybody's
0: bonding. They're they're talking, but well, not yet, because like let's play the quiet game. Like, oh, I've been meaning to ask you. Have you ever played the quiet game? They're playing it in columbus ohio and, and woody harrelson's like hey man look over there she's like oh shit you're columbus oh well sorry but he decides to stay with them of course he does because he's in love with her he she's wants hot as hell yeah she's wouldn't be? another marriageable woman who would have thought <laughs> but we're driving down the road and now we're, we're getting to the next best thing that I, I i want to do so badly which is the we want them your want wampum place oh, yeah. the what is it called <laughs> kimosabi
1: kimosabi that's right
0: So they're they're in there playing around and like the first thing is the the perfume thing
1: now i will say that this scene this time that i watched it i kind of felt a little bit bad at the joy of all the destruction because they go into a native american run place again there's so many moments in this movie where it's about america you know i mean it opens on the fucking white house burning and then can't we just play i spy like four normal goddamn (laughs) americans and there's all this stuff and then what do they do these four white americans go into this native roadside stand and fucking trash everything. They just trash every last goddamn thing in this place. My white guilt was kind of starting to get to me. Oh yeah, there was a little bit of that. that I had
0: that same thought and I'm just like, huh, well, we'll just pretend like
1: it's okay. It is a fun scene. Oh god, it, it looks like such a delight. I'll tell you what I would do for sure. If Zombieland happened, I'd cruise into a Walmart and just start laying into televisions, man. Yeah. Oh, that would be sweet. You know, shit you could live without in a post-apocalyptic world just you can live without beads yeah that's true you can live without i mean that's why it was kind of a perfect place there was nothing essential to life in there but yeah i don't know if my white guilt would allow me to cruise onto the res and start trash no no my favorite <laughs> part of, of the establishment
0: my favorite part of the scene isn't even them destroying stuff it's oh first we get the zombie kill of the week thing with that old lady crushing a crushing a <laughs> oh, zombie yeah. with the piano which is awesome
1: i feel like that needed a little more development it's a funny gag but it should have been a running gag
0: the zombie kill of the week thing yeah. Yeah. They only bring it up a couple times. Yeah, it's yeah weird. Yeah,
1: it should have come back. If they don't take the time in the sequel to really flesh that out and turn it into a thing, then I feel like they're kind of dropping the ball.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I agree with you there. This is where rule number 17, don't be a hero, comes in. Uh-huh. But the, the perfume thing is my favorite part where he sprays <laughs> perfume on him. He's like, what, what's that? You know, whatever French name of that. I'm thinking like, it's Lancome Cologne.
1: Magnifique. It's like, well,
0: oh, you're trying to fuck Wichita. Like, Wish <laughs> granted. She's been <laughs> fucking us for the last two days. And then, you know, good luck anyways petunia then he sprays it on the back of his neck and then he tries to apologize but he's like no 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 (laughs) i love
1: the opening i'd like to start my three-part apology by saying you're a wonderful person (laughs) he's like nope i beat wholesale ass for a lot less than that (laughs)
0: it's like you get eh, 45 percent power then he punches them, and that's when the breaking starts and then they have a good time they have some more bonding moments through destruction
1: speaking of which every time i start drinking heavily i always want someone to punch me (laughs) that's fucking but in a friendly way in a friendly way i'm Mm. like i walk up to people i'm like hey would you punch me where do you want them to punch you? Like in the arm? Are you just a high schooler side, when you get drunk? Just like in my shoulder? Yeah, apparently it's always friendly. That's the thing. It's never aggressive or angry or mean. I'm just like, no, no, it'll be cool. He just punch me one time. Did I tell you that story about when I went up to the? I probably yes, did. I remember the guy that who story. was a boxer yes. who turned out he was a boxer. And he, one
0: day you're gonna be you're gonna walk up to a couple <laughs> that's arguing, and her big fucking beast of a shithead boyfriend is gonna turn around and be like, "You want me to punch you?" and punches you in the fucking face because that's what alcoholics do. Yep, that's probably going to happen
1: if I'm not careful.
0: Bill fucking Murray! We're getting to Bill Murray now. Because they they decided against all four of their better judgments that they're just going to stick together and go to Pacific Playland. Oh, and there's another line that Woody Harrelson says after they all kind of decide that everything's okay and there. He looks at Abigail Breslin and says, you know, I may not kill you, but you have royally pissed me off and I'm not going to play with you at Pacific, Pacific Playland. Playland. And it's so funny because he is such a fucking child and it's great. They go and steal a star map. They risk their lives to get a fucking star map because there's all these zombies down there just so they can get a star map, just so they can go see where all these celebrities live and maybe, maybe squat at one of their houses. And they end up in Bill Murray's Oh, look,
1: there's a big BM.
0: (laughs) And I always laugh at that because I'm an adult. I'm making fun of teenagers like they're the immature ones.
1: You're laughing at BM jokes.
0: (laughs) But you know what? I'm allowed. I've done my time of being too serious about everything.
1: No, you know what? I think. The ability to laugh at a BM joke, specifically a BM joke, shows a level of maturity because I didn't fucking know what BM meant when I was a teenager. <laughs>
0: and also, teenagers think they're funny and they're really not. They name their bands Calpurnia and if you make a shit joke, they're like, that's not funny. Oh, You're God. just not funny.
1: There is nothing less <laughs> tolerable than a self-important teenager. And there is nothing more common than a self-important teenager. <laughs> I fucking hate them.
0: Okay. So they're in Bill Murray's house and... There's no fucking Twinkies. Okay, we're back to the Twinkie thing, and of he's like, course.
1: "Shit, fuck!" And I love
0: that line. It makes me happy. They're all kind of friends at this point. They're, you know, giving each other a lot of shit. They're still oh, yes. not quite the family yet. No, no, but not yet.
1: But they're getting there. But
0: they're, you know, they're tolerating each other. They're hanging out. They're happy.
1: They're becoming friends.
0: Yes. And then I like that when Columbus decides to split up, he sends Tallahassee with Wichita. He doesn't like try to get her alone. He's like, Little Rock, you come with me. Tallahassee. If and, anything, yeah. he's
1: probably intimidated by her at this point. Still, I'm intimidated by her.
0: She's way more badass i'll ever be that's fair so him and little rock find him oh right because she says oh i don't know who's bill murray and then he's like i've never hit a kid before that's what tallahassee <laughs> says <laughs>
1: which is exactly how i feel like 90 like, percent of the time having teenagers in it's like
0: life. not knowing who gandhi is and who's she's gandhi? like who's gandhi and i'm like ben kingsley <laughs> take that teenagers who've only seen iron man three and go like oh you mean that motherfucker who's that and, you know whatever never <laughs> never mind i'm
1: still a little butthurt about that one about what him not being the he, actual Mandarin? yes
0: <laughs> so they find a movie theater in the fucking house and i want this movie theater because it's the best thing that but, is
1: a sweet ass theater setup
0: but columbus wants to show little rock who bill murray is and he's like oh it's exciting i'm gonna i'm gonna show you all about bill murray and it's kind of creepy
1: interesting thing that i observed in that particular scene that is actually a television not a projector screen screen
0: is it oh okay. yeah it's yeah.
1: a television you can see at the bottom there's the little tv logo for like sony or whoever the fuck made the tv that's a huge motherfucking television especially for 2009
0: oh yeah i see huge tvs at work and giant projector screens and shit we just sold a 120 inch one yeah my like, good lord that's too much can you imagine that just right on that fucking wall over there that would be beautiful and you can hear the dogs barking that dog is sick of being in his kennel everybody's gonna come home soon so there's gonna be a lot more noise so we better wrap this shit up we are not done yet so we think a zombie's waking up but it actually turns out to be bill murray in a bad like he does look like eddie van halen she (laughs) makes that comment but he does he does this is one of those episodes that's going to go a lot less smoothly because (laughs) neither one of us can focus
1: (laughs) no just (laughs) keep floating back and forth between my random shit and then the movie
0: it kind of reminds me of our first like 20 or 30 episodes disconnected thoughts our first 20 episodes before we figured out how to stay on topic (laughs)
1: So Bill Murray shows up dressed as a zombie, and he walks in and gets a golf club to the kidneys. Yes.
0: And he's like, oh, you're okay. He's like, the hell I am. Ah." But then, you know, Tallahassee gushes because he's a huge fucking Bill Murray fan.
1: Bill fucking Murray. I know that's not your middle name.
0: (laughs) I've been watching you since I was old enough to masturbate. Not that the two were connected.
1: (laughs) I love the way Bill Murray acts during that scene. Just like the classic quintessential Hollywood douche. Like bowing and shit. Like bowing, doing the folded hands in front of him. Thank you. Thank you. That's why we do like, it. You just know that he wanted to do it that way specifically. He was like, I got an idea. Fucking Bill Murray. We like Bill Murray. We like it even more that he gets shot in the movie. Oh, yeah. What a sense of
0: humor that guy must have to be like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm playing myself and I'm going to die. Has he ever died in a movie before?
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't fucking know. I, yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't know, know. his entire repertoire.
0: Yeah, so that's weird. But even then he does that weird breathing thing and makes Emma Stone <laughs> laugh and she, she laughs. She's like, it's, she, it, it just gets me and it, it is sad though. <laughs> And then we move on a little bit. you have any regrets? Garfield, maybe. Maybe Garfield. <laughs> I'm like, yes, because that movie's fucking terrible. And he's right. But he's like, he, he doesn't say, anything. is he in Caddyshack too?
1: No, Aykroyd played his character in Caddyshack too, oh, or, or a parallel character anyway. <laughs> okay
0: never seen Caddyshack before. you never seen Caddyshack? No. Oh, wow.
1: But there is a, a little scene after
0: the credits in Zombieland where Bill Murray's trying to show Woody Harrelson how to do that. Which I
1: only saw for the first time this viewing. Me too. It was I don't know why. It was because my son struck up a conversation with me. He didn't watch the movie. He went over and played Minecraft in my room and then would like drop in. Like He dropped in for the Bill Murray scene because he knew it was the Bill Murray scene. And as soon as Bill Murray was dead, he walked out again. <laughs> and then he came in during the credits and struck up a conversation. Conversation and so I just let the credits run while we talked, and then I saw the post-credit sequence, which I had never even been aware of before. I do not remember seeing it ever before. It was the same year Iron Man came out, wasn't it? 09? Iron Man came out in 2008. Oh, okay. So it was just right on the heels. So yeah. they hadn't established that as the new normal. Yet. No,
0: yeah. Not every single movie fucking had a post-credit scene or a stinger of some kind. Like now, a lot of movies have stopped doing post-credit sequences and they're just like, stay after the credits. You'll get a surprise, and it's like a character laughing. I'm like, who cares? fuck you like if you stay for the credits of evil dead it's not important but at least you'll get bruce campbell going hail to the king baby or whatever he does the remake not the
1: oh i didn't watch to the end of the credits
0: i stuck around because that's there bruce campbell pops up and has nothing to fucking do with anything just it's <laughs> like because it's fucking bruce campbell and evil dead i love
1: evil dead i love
0: the remake of Evil my dead. guess
1: my guess is he was like hey that was his way of going like thanks for watching this so maybe we can do something after this yeah
0: he gave it his seal of approval yeah, well, and his also like do you like it let's let's do other things
1: well that's what he's that's what they <laughs> said going into it is they said look if this thing makes money we can show that there's an interest Mm -hmm. and can justify potentially doing a real evil dead sequel see we're doing it again god damn it Zombieland. Bill Murray's dead, and this Zombie is the point.
0: Land. Remember
1: when I talked about pacing? This is the part of the movie
0: where everything kind of slows down. We get some character moments. We learn that Bill Murray isn't really talking. And no, Bill Murray, uh, Tallahassee. Tallahassee, isn't really talking about his dog. He's actually talking about his son,
1: which is fucking heart wrenching. Dude, oh, yeah. my god. By the way, I think it's good China. that they slowed it down for that section because if it had been all light and goofy, and then we got that reveal, it would have just been like, fuck. The way they pace it is really just right because they're kind of talking through best thing about Zombieland and they're being a little quippy, but they're clearly running down. They're tired. This is their moment to kind of rest up and recuperate. Jesse Eisenberg is still under the impression that it's his dog. And then you get that transition and then you get to actually feel that moment and it's really heavy and really hard. And then as he's crying, he starts wiping his eyes (laughs) with the $100 bills and it lightens it back up again. So you get a satisfying moment of genuine emotion and genuine bonding between the characters. And that's really what the slowdown is about. It's Mm -hmm. about the moment when the characters go from being strangers who don't trust each other to people who care about and actually value each other they're
0: almost family at this point and
1: that's where Wichita gets scared yes she gets scared because she actually is starting to care about these guys
0: and she even says that she's like you know I like you I'd I'd hit that is what she says but before they can kiss of course Tallahassee has to be like we're building a fort help me move the couch because he's a giant
1: <laughs> cock bucking robot and Columbus calls him on it which is the fact of course yeah of course
0: which leads us to the two girls get away because Wichita says like I like you but you know it's me and my sister we which is fair it has been for like what the whole two months probably sure. just them taking care of each other and they go
1: to pacific playland without the boys and that had to be the shortest day of all time <sighs> like how late did they sleep that day yeah who knows man <laughs> because fuck they wake up and those ladies take off and then they drive until it's dark but then the guys don't leave until they've already released the zombie apocalypse upon pacific playland <laughs> which only lasts for about 20 minutes until the guys <laughs> get there to save them so how fucking late did they sleep i don't know they've They've had a rough few days. And keep in mind, this is California where the sun, you know, it's not like in the winter time, the sun down there is setting at four o'clock in the afternoon. California is on that level of, you know, close enough to the equator that it gets pretty steady sunrise and sunset times year round.
0: Maybe all the burning cities change the climate and (laughs) stuff. Maybe.
1: Or maybe they just got so hammered the night before that they slept until five in the evening.
0: That is probably what happened. Yeah. So then we go to Pacific Playland because the girls get to Pacific Playland and they turn on... Everything they turn on the lights in the amusement park. Not like we know that there are no zombies in the park, but did they not stop to consider like maybe the lights and the sounds are going to attract some? Or maybe
1: we should at very least relock the gates,
0: which that lock broke like it was made of glass.
1: She barely I... tapped the fence
0: with that fucking truck. Well,
1: that's because it wasn't actually, spoiler alert, it wasn't actually locked. It was just an effect. What? They didn't actually chain and lock those gates, they just wrapped the chain around in such a way that it would fall off as soon as she hit it. Are Are we talking movie magic? I'm talking movie magic. It was true movie magic. I know you like to think that you're watching a documentary, but in reality, some of it's staged. Not the zombie battles. Don't get me wrong.
0: (laughs) That shit was real, right? Absolutely. So they're having fun riding all these rides and shit. Again, not even considering the fact that they're in fucking California right now, right in the middle of LA, I imagine. And (laughs) no zombies are going to be near there to see that?
1: uh, Whatever. Anyways. If we're looking for a suspension of disbelief blocker, the thing that gets me every time is that that's not how rides work yeah right okay and you the, have to have somebody at the mechanism operating it turning it on and off yeah otherwise it's just always on but then then
0: we get back to the two guys talking and they're talking about separating and we're going our separate ways and columbus is gonna go after the girls tallahassee's gonna go to fucking mexico <laughs> you know columbus. what they call twinkies in mexico low submarinos yes but Columbus is on a motorcycle and he's gearing up like he actually knows what he's doing <laughs> and then you think he does because he's so confident about yeah. it like getting ready and then he drives off and then it falls immediately right fucking the fuck crashes. over. <laughs> That's when Tallahassee's like alright fuck fine let's go get the girls but like he doesn't really say it like that he's, he's actually like he came to the realization like yeah we need to do this let's go get the girls so they go and at this point the chicks are being chased they're on one of those what do you call that ride the fucking it goes up and then it drops you down yeah they're on there with their guns trying to stay away from the zombies but they're all surrounded there this is the scene that you want this is pure action for the last like 10 15 minutes yeah
1: it's not realistic but that's okay no, you don't no. care
0: you've sat through this movie this long you want realistic now yeah seriously
1: but no joke the scene where Tallahassee barricades himself inside the kiosk yes and, and the just best thing his whole his whole thing is is really awesome
0: like he's like go go get the girls that's your gal he says and look like, gross but he's all geared up with his vest all the weapons that they found <laughs> in the redneck truck he has the air horn to lure all the zombies toward him and then he he starts machine gunning him down, and even Columbus is like, "Holy shit!" This is, <laughs> and that's fun. Like that's that's all you wanted to see him do
1: the whole movie. And then, of course, the scene with Columbus and the clown, which is glorious,
0: which is a nice payoff because earlier he says that he fears clowns even more than zombies. Yep. Which leads us to him breaking his rule because he's there, and the girls have. Is it rule seventeen? I feel like it's seventeen. Is yes, rule seventeen. Don't be a hero, but don't be a hero is superimposed on the thing, and he's like, "It had to be a
1: clown. It, it had, to had to be, be a, this clown. It had to be." Right. This This girl,
0: not to show me that I'm, you know, what to be afraid of or whatever, but show me that sometimes rules are made to be broken, broken. and then the don't drops off, and then it just says be a hero, (laughs) and then he beats the shit out of the clown with a fucking mallet for one of those strength games,
1: and this is of course paralleled with Tallahassee in one of the most (laughs) badass action scenes when he locks himself inside the kiosk, just the way he sets the magazines up so that he could just slam the guns down onto him and keep firing, it's fucking amazing.
0: I'm hoping that the sequel has. More of that I, I want oh, absolutely
1: that. absolutely
0: i'm banking on the sequel not being very good because that's just kind of what happens even though ruben fleischer is back the original cast is back i don't I'm know who wrote it
1: it's not going to be very good uh, they
0: never are i don't know i like, we, you know not never but deadpool 2 was good
1: though deadpool
0: 2 was really good but that wasn't a sequel 10 years after the fact either
1: that's true i don't know how they're going to cope with the 10 year gap
0: yeah because generally they're not very good like what do you, what do you have all these reboots from the 21st century the reboot sequels like vacation wasn't very good dumb and number two wasn't very good i didn't watch dumb and number two because i looked at it and i'm like this looks fucking terrible and then everybody
1: said hey this is really not good it's okay that's the best i can say about it it's okay
0: and then vacation is like who it's it's a sequel slash i actually
1: did enjoy vacation i watched it with my kids which i probably shouldn't because it's very gross yeah but uh the same thing happened with like blues brothers 2000 i thought the vacation remake reboot sequel was pretty good wasn't great but then the original wasn't great you know it was a perfect follow-up to the original
0: fair enough i'll give you that that group of actors is always in those kinds of movies that i just am not into comedies aren't really my thing these days
1: who was it i can't remember maybe it was patrick willems or someone else but someone said and it's very true comedic movies aren't comedic movies anymore they're just lightly edited improv they don't take advantage of cinema and everything it offers they don't take advantage of sound and visuals and pacing and cuts and things like that to tell a joke. That's something that this movie actually does to a degree anyway is take advantage of the cut and but it was 10 years pacing and (laughs) things have changed yeah and the look the look between actors not just words not just saying funny stuff but actually creating a scene where everything in the scene contributes to the gag like having those pop-up text bits of the rules and they create a gag by themselves you know that's something only cinema can do Mm -hmm. music can't do that stand-up can't do that but cinema gets to incorporate all those things but sadly most modern comedies don't bother with that
0: I've seen a couple that were pretty good uh Blockers was actually okay because yeah. John Cena is a funny motherfucker. John
1: Cena is really funny, and but I'm
0: super <laughs> surprised at how good he is at being a dork in his movies.
1: It's great. He's really the only reason I want to see that movie. He's the only reason to watch it. and It was okay. It made me laugh. That's what comedies are supposed to do. I don't think that's what makes a great comedy. I think well, what makes a great comedy is a combination of many, many things coming together. And sadly, a lot of modern comedies can't hit that mark. It's not that they're not funny. It's not that they're not watchable. It's just that they fall short of greatness. Yeah, we could. That, just a little, but then you know most movies always have. It's not like it's the end of the world. It's just disappointing.
0: So, so we're almost at the end of the movie. One big reveal here: the men save the day. By the way, what does that tell you,
1: mm-hmm. ladies? just kidding but the ladies serve the food in the end
0: oh they do they do so they're looking for tallahassee that's right i almost fucking skipped right over that part they're looking for tallahassee and they're like where the fuck is he that's after she has revealed that her name is krista and they kissed and then little rock is like ew what the fuck (laughs) her reaction is really funny and then tallahassee says to nobody Finally got to first base. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They find him in the fried Twinkie stand. Of course. Freaking out because he can't find any Twinkies
1: because he didn't think to open the storage room door. Yeah. How is that not the first place he looked? You think they're keeping the Twinkies underneath the cash register? Apparently. But then they hear a noise. Columbus fires a shot
0: through the door. He opens it. It's just a bunch of rats. And also Tallahassee screams because of the rats, which is really funny. Like he screams. He's like, ah!
1: It is a pretty perfect movie setup though for them to be startled. And he fires through the door and happens to fire right into the Twinkies. Maybe you can pick around it and just pick, pick out the buckshot. the buckshot. <laughs> and then and the, he's too just soon. <laughs> so crushed. Oh, that look on his face is just like, I can't.
0: But he forgives him. It's okay. But then the girls pretend to leave again. They're like, no, we can't. They're they're leaving. They're driving away. And I don't know what they're like. Were they actually leaving? And then they were just like seeing if the guys cared or <laughs> I think they were just fucking with them. <laughs> I hope so. Then, you know, they go out and then Abigail Breslin has his beer helmet on that yep. he found in Bill Murray's house. His
1: Bill Murray beer helmet.
0: And then she throws him a Twinkie and Tallahassee finally gets his Twinkie and he bites into that thing and his face just <laughs> lights up. It is one of the best things you'll ever see. <laughs> (laughs) This grown man eating a Twinkie like it's the greatest thing he's ever had in his life. It's very sweet. Now their family. It is actually a goddamn heartwarming, stupid piece of shit movie. You know, happy shit. You
1: know what? We actually just went right past, and it's one of the best lines in the entire movie. Is when Tallahassee is talking about the Twinkies right before they're going into the store where he beats (laughs) the guys to death with the banjo. He's like, "Somewhere in there is a box of Twinkies. The last." box of Twinkies. Contrary to what you may have heard, (laughs) Twinkies do have an expiration date. And one day, the world's Twinkie Mater is gonna go empty.
0: It's just such a great little line. Do you remember when Twinkies were going out of
1: production? Oh yes. For like two seconds? I think it was like a couple of months. It might have been as long as three months. I remember eBay going Fucking crazy. People are buying boxes of Twinkies for two, $300. Twinkies are not that good. No, everybody. they are not. Twinkies <laughs> are all right. I don't have a problem with Twinkies, but come the fuck on. $2 a box. Is good enough. That's too much even. $5 box. I don't think I'd go $5 no. a box. Nope. So shall we do our final thoughts on Zombieland? Final Learn? thoughts on Zombieland. Go for it. My final <laughs> thoughts are this is a movie that if the sequel is done right and I have high hopes but I'm not expecting Low expectations. <laughs> yes. This is a movie that could bring America back together again and truly make us great again in a way that is nonpartisan and not about douchebag cults of personality. Hail Satan. Praise Jesus.
0: Or hail Satan. I went to the ghost concert the other day.
1: (laughs) But that's the thing. You can hail Satan and I can praise Jesus and we can still be buddies doing a podcast together, having a good time, respecting each other. Or I can just make you feel really uncomfortable about it and just like slap 666 and pentagrams
0: all over my wall.
1: (laughs) and then i could get like really weird and start wearing my christian band t-shirts and shit like that in that's not have allowed any, in here. i don't have any anymore but i used to <laughs> when i was a teenager that
0: shit's not allowed down here <laughs> this is a death basement all right but my final thoughts on zombie land this is a fun movie everybody should watch it god i hope the sequel's good me too again oh. same as you high hopes low expectations sadly i know i'm going to watch one review and they're going to be like oh, it sucks and or it's average at best and then i'm going to be like fine fuck it i'll just wait until it
1: hits netflix and then you're going to rec- credit Maybe. it's gonna hit netflix and you're gonna see it and you're gonna be like fuck i should have watched it in the theater but this one at the very least is good this is rock solid yeah so watch this one
0: i keep, if nothing else
1: every time i sit down to watch it i expect to not like it because i've watched it so many times and the late 2000s were an era where i bought a lot of movies that i really thought were gonna have longevity and they didn't yep but this one does it just does no matter how many times i watch it i always enjoy it and i always think oh this is the one where i'm just gonna be tired of this movie and I'm not it's fucking fun I know that completely I
0: bought a lot of movies back then and I'm like wow Ghost Rider's a piece of shit why did (laughs) I like this movie so
1: much that is a perfect example of one of them yes
0: yeah because you see it in the theater and cool shit happens because he's Ghost Rider and the Ghost Rider parts are all really cool and then the rest of the movie's like huh nicholas cage is eating jelly beans and, and West bentley why and the fuck wes did they bentley? cast wes bentley? <laughs> bentley i don't know he ran out of plastic bag <laughs> anyways so that's gonna do it i think for this week with all this weird stuff oh my goodness you know what we forgot to do we forgot
1: to plug Audible Oh, plug Audible really quick okay uh, hey if you're a fan <laughs> of Sharks Across Hollywood if you like the show and you want to support what we do and make sure we have money for hookers and blow go to audibletrial.com forward slash Sharks Across Hollywood and sign up for a free 30 day trial they'll give you a free audio book and believe me their selection is really awesome I'll give you a suggestion you want a bargain you want a great free trial book get George R.R. Martin's Dream Songs it's a collected work of some of Martin's best short stories. It is an amazing piece of audio fiction and there's tons of it. And believe me, there is some solid gold in there. Mm. A few of his early works aren't amazing, but boy, by the time you get to the end of it, you'll be like, man, this guy is so much more than just Game of Thrones. Dream songs. Download that as your free trial if you want a suggestion. Or find something you like. Download that for your free trial book. But uh, go to audibletrial.com forward slash Sharks Across Hollywood for your free 30-day trial and support the show.
0: Also, if you really like us, you can follow us on some social media. You can follow us on everything At the shark pod. And if you really, really like us, this is where your wallets come into play. The audible trial. You can do that
1: for free. And should. You absolutely should should do that for free. Definitely.
0: But if you really like us, love us even, you can ignore the people upstairs walking when I'm doing this. (laughs) (laughs) And you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash sharksacrosshollywood. If you donate enough money, you can tell us a shitty movie to watch. Mm -hmm. And we'll watch
1: it. We will. And we will credit you as the person who told us to watch it. You
0: know what else we'll do? We'll name five good things about the movie. I can't promise that. That is our gift to you. (laughs) Wait, is that five between the two of us? Or five? Five, five each. Five per person. Ah, <laughs> I know. Fuck me. See, we're working for that money because there's going to be some movies you guys are going to suggest. I'm just going to give you a suggestion right now. Don't, uh, please don't. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Just do it. Oh, just do it. Mother. I can't promise
1: five oh, good things to say. About neither
0: that. can I. So that'll do it for this week. Next week we'll be fucking back with our last Halloween episode. Guess what it's going to be? Halloween two. Because fucking duh. Right? Who am I, Billy Eilish? Now duh. We will see you next week. Stay jossom. Awesome.